Hello, friends. Kirk Anderson and Josh Bow coming to you with the uh, first uh, regular season edition of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. Technically, it is the second edition as we recorded, and our recording is now somewhere floating on the internet. The Mavericks were just waxed by the Atlanta Hawks, uh, 113-87. Josh, how are you? I'm doing okay. It's okay. Podcast is off to the same start as the Mavericks. <laughs> yep, yep. So for anybody that didn't watch, the Mavericks uh, came out, looked pretty, oh, they looked interesting for like the first five or six minutes. Uh, and then the Hawks made some shots and the Mavericks uh, never really recovered. Um I wrote in the recap that my initial non-overreaction uh, is that the Hawks are a long, obnoxious defensive team, particularly with DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish just able to throw a lot at Luka. And the Mavericks said no, they, they were not really able to get into the paint, which meant they were taking a lot of threes. And it just, everything just went sideways really, really quickly. And the Mavericks never really recovered. Yeah, it's a combination of they played poorly regardless of scheme or or style. You know, they missed a lot of shots. Uh, They had some bad turnovers early on. I think Luca himself, you know, he had five turnovers. Some of them you contribute to the really bad spacing. Some of it was just, you know, playing against the DeAndre Hunter-Clinton Capella combo that is really, really, really formidable defensively. But, um, you know, in terms of, you know, you don't want to take too much from one game. And I know that we kind of talked about in our, fir- our first recording, you know, about how we kind of saw this coming and we didn't really want to harp too much on it because we didn't really want to be negative Nancy's during during the preseason when it's time to be optimistic. But there are definitely, you know, this wasn't the case of, ah, it just wasn't their night. Uh, there are definitely some red flags for the Mavericks offensively. And it's, uh, like I said in our first recording, it's not, hey, we can work this out we just need to learn our scheme better. It's the scheme is bad and they can't keep doing this. Uh, They cannot keep posting up Dorian Finney-Smith. They cannot keep taking the ball out of Lucas' hands to the degree that they did in the first half. Uh, The Mavs posted up. Yeah. How many times did Dorian Finney-Smith post up? I mean, he had at least three and that's already too many. (laughs) Do you know how many times he posted up last season? I want to say two or twice, twice in 60 (laughs) games. And, And Jason Kidd's offense posted him up three times. Yep, mm. he was two of twelve from the floor, which means he was one of six from three. That means he shot six two pointers. One of them was a pull up, two outside of a, a open corner three, <laughs> which is just like horrible. Um, the Mavericks played two bigs for most of the game, and if you're playing two bit, you know, uh, this is the thing with the Powell Przingis. You know, I was optimistic about the pairing because of the data that they put up, the really good strong data they put up when they were both healthy before Powell had his Achilles, but that was in Rick Carlisle's scheme and Rick Carlisle's offense, which really emphasized having a dive five and, and uh-huh. using a rim runner to create vertical spacing to open things up. This form is not good. <laughs> like uh, Dwight Powell looked really aimless offensively tonight. And that's not something you need him doing. Cause he's not going to shoot. You know, he's not a shooter. So there were so many instances where both Pal and Kristaps were inside the three-point line without purpose, and that clogged things up tremendously. And that's not that's not good. I don't know if that is a, a side effect of this is a new coach and we don't really know where to be yet, but that's that's upsetting uh, considering you know how well that duo has played in the past, even with their with their flaws. Uh, mm-hmm. They didn't even get the good stuff out of them tonight. 
Well, and then there was the concerted, like, again, and we knew this was coming. So, but it's one thing to know it, and it's another thing to see it. The concerted effort to get the ball out of Luca's hands and do things through other people. So not just Dorian Finney-Smith post-ups. There were a lot of KP post-ups, which yep. were ineffective, though he I liked his movement overall. It just, you know, just weren't good shots. Um, Tim Hardaway, you mentioned something the first time in our recording about how they didn't do a lot of like small screening of Luca. Could you could you walk us through that briefly? Yeah, I was going to say one of the staples of their offense the last couple of years has been, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. dribble handoffs to Luca, Tim Hardaway screening for Luca, or even just dribble handoffs with KP and Powell and Maxi because it's a way to get Luca going downhill. Uh, without the ball, you know, he can run, he can kind of cut real hard without the ball, catch it off a handoff, use that into a screen and then get going. I didn't see any dribble handoffs with Luca tonight. I might've missed it. I need to go back and rewatch, but on first watch, I didn't see any, and I didn't see any Tim Hardaway Jr. screens for Luca either. Uh, And that's, that's stuff that's like, if it ain't broke, don't, you know, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And that's the kind of stuff that concerns me going forward. Uh, not to say that every game the Mavericks are going to shoot 33% and score 87 points, but these kind of things feel like structural schematic things that could continue, and it can't. And they have to figure out a way. Well, they don't have to figure out a way. The way has been figured out. They had the best offense in the league two seasons ago. They were top eight last season. The offense wasn't bad. So if the offense is bad with these same players, they – they have to abandon this new philosophy pretty quickly. And of course it's been one game. Let's see, I guess they're going to have to give it time, but there's, there's parts of what I saw tonight that was like, I don't care how much time you give it. It won't work. (laughs) Well, and I I hope you, I hope you expound on that. The thing that, that, that at least, you know, in writing, if you're able to get to it at some point, the thing that, that I found just, there's, there's some stuff that I liked. I do liked how they pushed the ball early, but it was, you know, Rick wouldn't let them push. But the flip side was we saw exactly why Rick wouldn't let them push. <laughs> yeah. it, I mean, just embarrassing plays from from Dorian Finney-Smith, who took – you said he took 12 shots. He took 12 I I shots. Still have the, yeah, he took tw- – like, why is Dorian taking six two-pointers? Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. kind of looked lost with the ball a few times. You know, Porzingis was really the one who actually looked like, like a, you know, freaking unicorn on the break. He had some – he had a couple of nice finishes off of break plays. It was just, it's something where that was the thing that I took the most from the summer with Luca in Slovenia is he likes to feed the ball ahead and get easy buckets. He doesn't necessarily want to run. He doesn't want to always control the ball. Like is the narrative on him, but you've got to finish some of these plays. And it just has been astounding to me for three years of Luca now where we watch good team or, you know, we watch teammates, which we're told are very important and so amazing that we must keep them not finish plays. And it's just, I don't know that that part was, you know, maybe something they'll get a little better at over time. Sometimes things just snowball. And I think in, in this instance, like the Mavs started to see, you know, hear footsteps to a degree when playing, particularly when driving. Um, it was it was just a disappointing effort because you, know, you come out with strong preseason. You do a lot of nice ball movement um, and then a lot of nice cutting. And then, you know, you said on our, our first attempt at recording this, like that was preseason because I just didn't see any of it. Luca's dribbling in the third, like the in the third quarter was the closest thing we saw to Luca last season when he's wheeling and dealing and scoring points. And it was the only time the offense looked like it had any sort of non-Jalen Brunson provided rhythm. 
and I'm not sure what to do with that because we all agree that they should be a bear to play in the regular season, and maybe the Hawks are kind of an outlier team for them to play against, but it, 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 I don't like having the playoff wounds we just finished, you know, protecting, having having them ripped open almost immediately. Yeah, um, it was it was not good outside of, you know, if, if, if it wasn't Luca or if it wasn't Brunson. You know, Chris stops for as good as he looked physically. He finished 4 of 13. Yeah. He had 11 points and five rebounds in 28 minutes. He was not he was not effective offensively, um, and he still looked very robot. You know, if you're like, okay, where are they going to get points if it's not Luca and if it's not Brunson? Well, it's like, okay, can – can Kristaps give them anything that's un- like, can he give them any unassisted buckets? Cause that's just not something he has done the last two seasons and he didn't do it again tonight. And just about every post up, he had like that one good fall away post up. And then most of the others, I mean, he had four turnovers. Uh, he got stripped a bunch. He's very robotic in the post, you know, Kirk, me, you and me used to give Harrison Barnes so much grief in terms of he kind of, made up his mind about what he was going to do before he did it and then would not adjust. And Kristaps feels like that turned up to, to 25 on a 10 point scale. Like he just, it is hard for him to adapt when a def- when he does not get kind of the look that he wants out of a post up or an isolation. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's, you know, that just didn't look good. Maybe that's better as the, as the season goes on, he gets more rhythm. They play more games. You know, it is just one game. Yeah. For all we know, he could he could score out of those situations a little bit better. It just wasn't just wasn't a good first effort. Well, and we also the last thing I think we should sort of touch on is like I don't I didn't really understand the rotations. You know, you don't pay Reggie Bullock ten million dollars a year to play in fourteen minutes. I don't even yeah, care that's that he was insane. gone for a week. That's insane. Yeah, that was very strange. I did I, I felt the hockey substitutions are something we're gonna have to see more of before I get too critical of it. But I did not let, like it's like they brought on this specific bench unit. That was Maxi uh, Brown, Bullock, and either Brunson, Brunson. or Luca, yeah. and it just it didn't it didn't work. It was pretty ugly. It, you know, Luca, both Brown and Bullock are good off the catch, and most of the shots that they got tonight were heavily contested. And again, like that's a that's a form of the offense. So it's it's we need to see more of that, but it's just something to keep an eye out for. Yeah, definitely need some more time on that. But yeah, not a good first first run uh, across the board. I think defensively they showed some things in the first half uh, that seemed pretty promising. I mean, they did an overall pretty good job on Trey Young. Uh, but this kind of goes to show like your defense can only can only be so good when your offense is that bad. And I think that they kind of got deflated in the second half when the shots would just they just still couldn't score. Me too. And that's when the game got away yeah. from them. Yeah. I mean, it was it, they. They came out of the first half and they were down fifteen almost immediately, and then the game was over. It was it was yep. pretty pretty something to watch. Um, luckily for them, there's eighty one more games. Uh, they have a lot of time to get this right. But I will say, and we talked about this earlier, this will become a loud narrative if whatever they have installed with this. This is one nice thing about the same group of players is that if the offense goes to shit and the one factor that you changed is is you know it becomes pretty evident where the source lies now we'll see i mean you're pretty grumpy about this already which i find outstanding because usually that's my bit but <laughs> but we'll we'll see where we go with this relatively quickly um i'm gonna do a green room after this uh we'll probably talk again on saturday 
we got a few more. Like, I, it was funny. People I've been trying to get in touch with for a while kind of came out of the woodwork tonight and wanted to talk maps. <laughs> it's like, uh, of course. But anyways, guys, uh, Josh, you got anything else before we get out of here? No, let's do it. Let's hope this take take works also. This <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys, Please. for a short podcast, but they got beat yeah. by 30, and I really don't know what else to say. And I, uh, one of the things that drives me nuts is when I get messages from people who are like, you're so negative. It's like, okay, well, maybe I'll just talk less. <laughs> <laughs> This yep. has been Kirk Henderson and Josh Bo. Please uh, subscribe, go to our webpage, go to Matt, you know, do do all the things that the supporters of the show do. We really appreciate the community. Uh, we are grateful that you guys listen because I know you have a lot of options out there and we will talk to you probably Saturday night.